1: Hi, this is Lenny Henry, and I want to let you know about my new children's book, The Book of Legends. Join Bran and Fran on their huge magical adventure as they enter a portal into a whole new world, in bookstores on the 13th of October. You are listening to the Dope Black Mums Podcast.
2: I'm delighted to be here with Rosalind Springer, Dope Black Mum of One. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Nina. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. And... It's a really tough subject that we want to talk about, so mm-hmm. just want to give you space to talk and share anything that you want to share. It is baby loss that we want to talk through. Such a big, big topic, mm-hmm. and there's so much information out there and so much uh, clutter. Suppose I wanted to get into your personal experience and what the journey has been like for you. I guess I would start off by saying. Um, October is a really, really
0: important month because it's Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. And within that, as you mentioned, there's Baby Loss Awareness Week that takes place between the 9th and, and the 15th of October as well. And both of these are opportunities to, as you said, raise awareness, and break down some taboos, give an opportunity to share stories and experiences but also provide some quiet reflection time as well. Um, we have a challenge, I think, generally as the human race talking about grief, talking about bereavement. And I think that's particularly the case when it comes to the loss of a baby during pregnancy or, or stillbirth. Um, and that's, that's why it's quite important for me to share.
2: Yeah, I do think people find it really difficult to talk about grief. And I think the worry for most may be that they're going to say the wrong thing. Mm. Also, what I found is people think that they can remind you of the loss Mm. by kind of mentioning it, which I've always found strange, because you never forget, do you? Those Mm -hmm. losses Mm -hmm. of loved ones are always with you. So first, can we start with anything around the loss that you've experienced
1: yeah is there really. anything
2: that people said that you didn't find useful oh honestly I don't I don't think there was but I think
0: my loss took place at a very particular point in time um in 2020 during the the global pandemic there was a lot going on in the world um you know there were many losses taking place generally people being lost to to COVID I got pregnant right at the beginning um, of of the pandemic in March 2020 and so there was a lot going on you know you spoke about kind of clutter I certainly had a lot of that in my mind um, at the time that I became pregnant I, I probably just had COVID at that time I'd just come out of hospital after a routine kind of operation and and then became pregnant um and I was furloughed quite shortly after that as well so I was quite disconnected from
2: your day-to-day
0: yes and from adults and I think it wasn't until the point you know until that had happened that I realized how much I relied on work to be around other adults so, I think mm-hmm. my experience just of being pregnant in the first instance would have been quite different had I been in the office potentially. Um, and then experiencing the loss, you know, I, I went back to work perhaps a couple of months after, or maybe less than that. Um, and it wasn't really something that was spoken about, I think, for some of the reasons that you said earlier.
2: And did you tell work? I did. I did. First of all, how was that, to have that conversation?
0: So I'm a very pragmatic person.
2: I'm very reflective, I'm
0: very emotional, but I'm very, very pragmatic. So when I had my 20-week scan, that's when I found out that the baby had passed away, Mm -hmm. Um, the second call I made was to my manager. The first was to the little one's um, dad, and um, the second call was literally to my manager. And I remember calling her and just saying to her, I'm not, I'm not going to be at work tomorrow because I was just thinking of work. <laughs> I was thinking, of yeah. okay, I'm expected in at work tomorrow and I can't do that now because I've got something else that's happened. And that was the first thing, kind of well, one of the first things in my mind, my responsibility as an employee. Mm. And my manager sounded like she was going to break down on the phone because she just said Aww. to me, Rosalyn, what's happened and I couldn't once I got over that I'm not going to be in work tomorrow yeah I couldn't actually
2: having to say the yeah, words I couldn't actually
0: yeah. say what was going on I just told her really briefly and then kind of left it at that and she told mm. me to take the time that that I needed
2: and had you told anybody at work that you were pregnant
0: I had told a few people mm. and uh because my loss took place at,
2: at 20 weeks So I'd pass that point. What do you think about that point? Like some people, Mm. obviously we can lose, we can lose babies at at any point Mm. in a pregnancy. Mm. Um, Do you think it would be easier to talk about loss if we just talked about being pregnant as soon as we knew about it? Or do you think it's good to wait for that mark? Or do you just think it's down to every family to kind of, make that choice. But basically it's very very hard to mm. bring up a loss if you if you also have to say by the way i was pregnant and now yes. i've lost the child. Yeah. That's, absolutely. Absolutely. It's I, all hard but that's very hard.
0: I think it's a very very individual thing. I mean mm. i even knew with my first pregnancy which was was a high risk pregnancy um that you wait until three months that was just a standard thing i was told Mm -hmm. the first time mom you wait because then the pregnancy is more stable it's not to say that you know nothing um awful won't happen but it's more viable past Mm. that point so i kind of you know i stuck to that i was a good way past that um and i did wait until the the three month point before telling people but i told all my friends i told a few people at work you know people yeah. that were quite close to me and obviously my manager because you know various policies and procedures kind of kick of in course. given that it was covid time as well we had a lot of additional risk assessments and things to to undertake to ensure that you know pregnant women are safe you know when they're when they're working um mm. so yeah I, I i felt the response was was good um in the sense that I was directed to the various leave that was available, bereavement Great. leave um, and, you know, sickness leave potentially if I needed that. But I come back to, to Nina and me saying that I'm very, very pragmatic and yes. a lot of the work that I've done um, in,
2: in my workplace has been around kind of policies and procedures. and Yes, and that makes sense mm. for you and maybe that's where you feel safe. And, and that is easy. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure I could have, I could have done that, had that conversation and kind of gone straight to it. I, I'm not sure if I could have done that. So it's amazing that, that you could do that. When you went back into work after mm-hmm. your leave, what were those first days and weeks like? How were your colleagues that you were working with it wasn't something that came up and did that feel weird just to not acknowledge it I mean for for you how 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 does that feel would you would you have preferred people to acknowledge it or were you or or did was it easier for no one to say anything
0: I think because of the times we were all living in Mm. you know I wasn't going back into the office Mm -hmm. you know we weren't having the you know chats around the water cooler that we were used to pre-pandemic where you would catch up on your news where you could take someone to the side and you could give them a hug and you could have those conversations it just wasn't you know it, it wasn't like that so those people that um, knew and then had known about the loss you know reached out to me and said you know that they were sorry um, but you know there wasn't much else and I don't I don't think you know I don't make a judgment on anyone. That I think it was probably very much related to the times, the distance, you know, from people, and I think that's why it became really, really important to me to kind of focus on some of
2: the support that could be on pl- in place for people in the future. Amazing, um, amazing, and let's let's talk about that. So I know we we've touched on what it was like to come back into the workspace, but mm-hmm. what were the support resources that you that you relied on and what were the things that you found really useful for people to to say to you maybe anybody that's listening that's going through this or or looking for ways to support a loved one and maybe not knowing the right words or the kind of the right platforms what did you find useful during this time so
0: I think there are a couple of different things um in 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 different contexts and different spaces I think in the workplace, we have a really, really, in our workplaces, we have big drives now around wellbeing, but it's still quite challenging to talk about these more sensitive topics, these more so-called taboo topics. And I think, you know, one of the things that struck me when I went back to work and was looking into the different leave and things that were available was how invisible a parent who had lost a baby before 24 weeks was we were not, uh, me in my particular circumstances I was not referred to anywhere in our existing policies um, right. and I think that policy and procedure is not the be all and end all but it's very important to support a supportive and inclusive um, workplace where people mm-hmm. feel you know if they do want that support because not everybody wants to Nina I, I know people who've experienced multiple losses who have not told work and I yes. think that's an individual's prerogative. Yeah. Um, but also there will be people who need that. And for me, looking at a policy entitled bereavement leave and not being recognised as, as, as a parent, you know, with the loss that I've just had, stuck with
2: me. And has anything changed? Yeah, yeah. So it took a little while
0: because obviously we were preoccupied in, in my workplace as, as many workplaces were with other things pandemic related, um, but we ended up developing a miscarriage and stillbirth policy, um, which really was quite a big deal, I felt, <laughs> hopefully that is not just a big for me deal. personally, yeah. but it, um, it was important in terms of bringing together various leave that was available, making it really explicit what was available for, for parents. Um, who had had this loss, um, even though there were no statutory obligations to provide any particular support to anyone who's lost the baby before 24 weeks. Importance just to still, still say what resources there are and what support can be called upon to make people visible and also um, to highlight resources that are available for partners, you know, for men, for LGBT couples as well.
1: Hi, this is Lenny Henry, and I want to let you know about my new children's book, The Book of Legends. Join Bran and Fran on their huge magical adventure as they enter a portal into a whole new world in bookstores on the 13th of October.
2: Yes, and I think it's brilliant that you're making it this brutally clear, because again, the last thing you need when you were in the depths of grief and the depths of loss trying to read through some big language and and trying to kind of go through hefty text you just need to understand what the support is and how do i access it and go 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 you you hit the nail on the head you don't not not
0: everyone has not everyone kicks into this super pragmatic frame of mind that i tend to you know do um if you don't see yourself reflected in a policy most likely, you're not going to ask for that additional help or that support, and you're just going to struggle on your own. And I think that's the case, you know, with a lot of different things. Um, you know, around mental health, many, many different uh, experiences that people are having. You, you need to see yourself represented. Absolutely. Um, so that's something that we did, and I asked our organisation to sign the pregnancy loss pledge, which is a campaign that was set up by the Miscarriage Association. Fabulous. Um, and that. It was really a call to action for organisations to say, "Look, this happens. You know, one in four pregnancies end in loss. You know, that's a lot of people experiencing pregnancy loss, and that a lot of those those women aren't experiencing one loss either. So, you know, really make a commitment to creating that supportive environment, putting supports, wrapping people in in support should they need it." Um, and committing to doing better and they rose to that challenge you know and
2: and that is so fabulous and I I commend you and applaud you and salute you for being on the ground doing this in your own company Uh, whilst you know in such a tough time in your life on top of the world having such a tough time and I think that's amazing for people who are not in your company if people were not at your work are there any resources that you also leaned on although you've also having experience lost just felt like a a good resource for you
0: absolutely um so part of the work that I did around that policy and just having conversations with people um I did a lot of research into different uh, charities and organizations so I already mentioned the miscarriage association who yep. set up the pregnancy loss campaign there's tommy's as well um and there's a great website that i found called the legacy of leo that has a series of blog posts around baby loss for lgbtq couples there's sans and there's miscarriageformen.com as well um men often really struggle to talk about grief as can well
2: you find their place yeah violence.
0: yeah absolutely you know it's not a loss that is just experienced by women and I think that's I wrote about this last year I couldn't do it the first year in 2020 it was a little bit too close to the actual mm-hmm. experience itself but last year for baby loss awareness week I felt it was time to write a blog um, about what had happened to just show some solidarity and and to you know break that kind of silence um and it wasn't a yay, look at me piece. It was more look, there will be staff out here, colleagues who may have gone through this. They're and I want absolute, you
2: to feel that that like hands down, one See. in four women, one in four people, one in four families are experiences. Hands down, there will be people that are close to you that are experiences that maybe don't have the words to explain what they're going through. So I think it's amazingly brave that you that you can write about this and you can share. And that could have helped that I'm sure that has helped and will help. And like, as you said, representation matters so much for just all voices to be heard. So mm. and I was I was quite struck when I wrote that by how many
0: people reached out to me yes. as a result of that. Yes. Um, because I try to really highlight and you kind of asked me about advice for people who you know aren't in workplaces like mine and even just having conversations with people around you who you might find going through this experience and I think just appealing to people the need for kindness Mm -hmm. you may not know everything it's the same you know with with mental health I'm a mental health first aider I'm not an expert in mental health but a mental health first aider and you know people who aren't who don't have that training. Can still show empathy and understanding, and that goes a really, really long way in encouraging someone to speak about something that's that's been devastating for them.
2: It really does, and I think again, that's where some people may just shy away from. They may not say anything because they're too scared to say the wrong thing. Um, Mm. And I think, yes. I'm not a professional psychiatrist, mental health practitioner, or first aider, but we can all show empathy. We've all experienced some form of loss in our lives. And yeah, we can all be kind. Like you said, I think some people, I think grief just does really weird things to people, mm-hmm. whether either they don't know how to react, or they come up with just like, random theories, which mm. you would never say in any other situations, you would never say these things like, well, you know, great. You already have a child. Just, just you would never say that about a loss of a grandparent or kind of yeah. anything else. I just, I find it weird. And I, and I've, I've talked a lot about loss, and I've spoken mm-hmm. with a lot of women and families about loss, and um, it always baffles me kind of where that comes from. I can only think that people just feel so incredibly uncomfortable about grief and how to support people, and I think it's obviously. It's about the family and the people and the loved ones that are grieving. Yes. And we need to bear that in mind when you kind of come up with your really random, random conspiracy theories of yeah, maybe, you're maybe you weren't eating this, you know, all those weird things people say.
0: And not project onto people. Mm-hmm. So we all have our mm-hmm. very different ways of, of dealing with what's happened to us. I mean, mm-hmm. I was very conflicted about my pregnancy in the first place and then came to really look forward to you know the the baby um coming so when i lost the baby at that you know quite late stage i don't think i was alone in having a lot of feelings of of guilt oh no couldn't get out was sick all the time you know we were meant to be indoors all the time because of covid as well Mm -hmm. and i i think the only comment that i had from a colleague was um, that was slightly disparaging, was around, you know, it, it not being, um, it wasn't meant for you. It wasn't meant to be. And, and that, was, that, was, that was tough to hear. That was tough to hear. And at the time, I kind of
2: let it go. What is the purpose of saying that? What, like, you...
0: I think it's, I think sometimes because people do project, mm. I think this person has had their own loss, had a very mm. kind of spiritual kind of um, outlook and way mm-hmm. of thinking about it was it was their way of trying to give me comfort mm-hmm. and so I took it with good grace that that's where they were coming from it was it was to show comfort and
2: solidarity well that's, and that's amazing but at some other point in your process of this loss or for some other person that could have flawed you those those sort of statements indeed. you know that could have hit you in a completely different or just just you know how grief shows up mm-hmm. and, it, and it and it affects us differently yeah. every day right really. so that statement on one day again could have completely discombobulated you
0: yeah and i think generally we have to be really mindful of these things especially where we just in the workplace or or anywhere in life we don't know what struggles people are dealing with that they're not talking about
2: mm. you know it can mm. be very
0: easy to um and obviously we want people to be free and be able to talk freely and connect with one another but there there can be a little bit of that throwing away of light-hearted comments you know i have had loads of people say to me "Are oh, you go you going to have another one da, 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 who don't know what i've you know, i have experienced so you know they don't know so i yeah. can't judge them or criticize them for you know what it is that they're saying but I know I'm much more mindful now of you know some of the things that I I will say and the you know just not making assumptions about where people are at in their lives and, and what their plans are and just because you've got another child and you of childbearing age that you might want another child let's just totally. leave let's leave that out and cut some of that type of banter that could potentially be Triggering. triggering, yeah and, mm-hmm. and triggering
2: i agree i agree mm-hmm. and it's just um you just never know what anybody is dealing with but thank you so much for sharing everything that you have been through and again well done for everything that you've done in your workplace um just lastly what was the most important thing that kind of got you through you know when you're in the absolute you're on the floor like on the bathroom floor in just those deep stages and it just feels completely overwhelming for anybody listening that is experiencing that right now or anybody who needs to support somebody that's experiencing that what helped you in those moments that's such a good question um
0: you know as much as I speak about policies and mental health support and all these kinds of things I think for me what really helped was focusing on my daughter my daughter was with me through my pregnancy you know we're on our own she was there experiencing those symptoms and things alongside me Um, and you have to be you know very mindful when you know there's a, a young person in close proximity to you and you're experiencing this type of trauma how much did she know your daughter she knew that I was pregnant she could mm-hmm. she could see the bump yes I think the most the most devastating thing um, you know on top of actually the actual loss was telling her in the hospital oh, that that's you know the baby's not coming and seeing her face crumple she's an, you know she's an only child and she was looking forward you know to the baby coming mm. um and that was that was heartbreaking for me but focusing my energy on her um and the need to you know protect her and help her through her grief you know we can sometimes think let's just shield children 100% and never cry in front of them and just everything's okay everything's okay Mm. you know the balance in all things but I think focusing on on her and healing together in the appropriate ways um and the need to be strong for her with my vulnerability mm-hmm. but be mm-hmm. strong for her mm-hmm. really really helped and then you know on on top of that i guess just continuing to talk about it talk about it and share the story not because it's cathartic for me um but just to let people know that they're they're not on their own that really helped
2: that's brilliant and just sending so much love to you and your family and Thank your daughter you. Excellent. And I'm going to add in all these amazing resources that you've listed, because I really do think that it can help. And even just having a space um, just to have all these links in one place so that, again, mm-hmm. when you're in this space and you're in this grief, it's not something you're just kind of having to search. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you for this great research. Thank you, and um, thanks so much for sharing. You're welcome.
1: Hi, this is Lenny Henry, and I want to let you know about my new children's book, The Book of Legends. Join Bran and Fran on their huge magical adventure as they enter a portal into a whole new world. In bookstores on the 13th of October. Dope Black Mums.
2: If you'd like to join the Dope Black Mums private Facebook group, please search Dope Black Mums on Facebook. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Please follow on all socials at Dope Black Mums.